This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well and I hope you all enjoyed the short burst of sun we got, what was it, last weekend? You got a little 19 degrees weekend in there, it was absolutely stunning. And Sam was visiting for the weekend so we literally just spent the whole weekend in beer gardens and in the park. It was lovely. And then we were back to snow. Like, how does that happen? One day it's 19 degrees and then it's literally one degrees and snowing four days later. It actually just doesn't make any sense. What do I have to update you on? Not much, but I will tell you a story about something that happened to me last week. You probably saw my Instagram if you follow me there, but I was walking home from uni. Right, there's a lot of weirdos in Leeds. There are a lot of freaks. I find this, to be honest, in most English cities compared to home. I don't know why. I don't know why we don't have as many freaks. I don't know if we do have as many freaks, but they're maybe just not... I don't know, maybe they keep to themselves more. But anyway, Leeds is full of a lot of weirdos. You can't really leave the house. Not leave the house, but go into town without getting some form of harassment, which is great. (laughs) No, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, so I was walking home from uni and I was with two friends. We were just walking home, it was dark, we were on a main road and this guy, literally out of nowhere, he was just strolling past, looked completely normal. He wasn't like drunk, he wasn't, you know, like being weird and talking to himself and looked like he was on something or anything like that. He was literally looked like a normal person walking past with his hands in his pockets and he's just spat on me as he was walking past. And I see after I was like, Wait, what did I do? Like, did I bump into him or anything? I didn't bump into him. We didn't, like, make any form of contact. He just spat at me. Literally, out of nowhere. I was in so much shock as well that I didn't even know how to react. Like, I didn't say anything to him. I didn't shout back at him when when he'd walked on. Nothing. I was just stood there, frozen, staring at him as he walked away, right? And even from me turning around, staring at him, he was, like, retaliating, like, getting all aggressive and he was just shouting abuse at me basically and he kept giving me the finger but I wasn't saying anything I was just turned around looking at him in disbelief oh the woman was too stunned to speak honestly I literally did not know what to do or say and then you know when you're in that much shock you just start crying (laughs) and we were across the road from this Tesco Express that we were popping into before on our way home so I was just like crying in the middle of Tesco's and everyone was like okay (laughs) she got some shit going on (laughs) Crying in public's becoming, like, my new thing, apparently. I nearly... Well, I didn't cry, but I was, like, tearing up in the gym the other day. (laughs) There's something kind of, like... No, not thrilling. What's the word? Maybe just 
funny about growing in public. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. I went to the gym. Right, I woke up. This was yesterday, actually. I woke up. I realised I'd got my period, but I felt okay. So I was like, no, fuck it. I'm not going to let this ruin my day. I am going to carry on with all my plans. I was going to the gym, coming back. I was going to record my podcast, and then I was going to go into uni and get all my work done. So I forced myself to get up and go to the gym. I felt fine. I spoke to my mum the whole walk to the gym, like just on the phone. Anyway, I think just sometimes it's really easy to forget how much your period can really just completely take it out of you. Within literally two minutes of being on the Stairmaster, I was like dripping in sweat, like keeled over. (laughs) Like, sorry, two minutes. And then when I was doing weights, I was like, honestly thought I was gonna pass out every time after a set I'd have to like stand against the cold wall and I was like okay something's not right here and then I literally felt so faint and I was like no right call it a day so I went into the toilet sat on you know when you sit on the toilet and then you just can't get off like you're just stuck to it because if you stand up you'll be like you'll feel faint or you'll I don't know like I literally just couldn't get up off it so I just had my head in my hand sat in the toilet for genuinely about 15 minutes eventually managed to make myself walk home but I'm not joking you the shooting pains up my back and just the whole dizziness and everything do you ever get when the pain is so much like everything's just really taking it out of you to the point that you actually get like delirious and you feel like when you're walking you're like floating on a cloud like nothing feels real that's what I felt like so I was walking home but I was literally shuffling along at snail's pace I got to like the bit where basically from the bottom of the hill then it's a complete uphill walk to my house and I just got to it and I looked up the hill and I was like no (laughs) I can't do this not today so I rang my housemate and luckily she hadn't left yet and she was able to come pick me up and I literally crawled into bed and I didn't move all of yesterday I binge watched all of Bridgerton well actually I've got one season or not one season one episode left to watch of season two so it was a productive day of netflix and i'm honestly just so glad i gave myself the day to recuperate and to do that because there's not there's no better okay sorry first of all there's no worse feeling than day one of your period and second of all there's nothing better than just giving yourself the day off like that and not feeling guilty about it one bit and just accepting that you're not going to get anything done and there's no point in even trying. So just look after yourself and lie down and enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, if you kind of accidentally take a day off and end up just like binge watching TV and then you end up feeling so like gross and lazy about it and like a bit guilty because you were meant to get stuff done that you really need to get done and now all you've got to show for it is a series that you've watched. (laughs) But like, it's so different when you actually set out to do that and give yourself the time and space to do that because it actually just feels so regenerating and yeah, just, it's like the only thing your body needs. And don't get me wrong, I know not everyone has the luxury to do that and not everyone's in a situation where they can just choose to not do anything that day. Should there not just be a given day off a month for women? like an extra one for women than there is for men like come on I genuinely just think that should be a given by now anyway yeah there's lots of people that actually just don't have a say in that and have to par through and load up on the painkillers uh I don't know how you do it because that could never be me I mean luckily I only get the one bad day pretty much sometimes the day before my back see right everyone complains about tummy cramps I've literally never experienced a tummy cramp in my life. 
Well, I probably have from indigestion, but I'm, I mean, in terms of like a period tummy cramp, I've never ever had that. I get back aches. I don't know which one I'd prefer. I think I'm semi used to the back aches now. Like they're horrible, but I actually can't imagine what the tummy pains would be like. But the back aches, oh my god, they're actually debilitating. It's like shooting pains coming the whole way up my spine and it feels this like constant weight on my back that's like, I can't decide if I think it's like feels like it's stretching me out or like clumping me together or a combination of the two of them. I don't know, it's just this constant like pressure. It honestly feels as if what I imagine it would be if you were pregnant, like what I imagine that would feel like on your back. Anyway, yeah, I feel absolutely terrible for anyone that actually experiences it for like a whole week and stuff like that. Genuinely, I don't know how you do it. Like imagine for a whole week of every month not being okay. Men actually just don't understand what women go through just to be here on this earth. Anyway, that's been my week. (laughs) Not very eventful, but also quite traumatic. I finished my my book of the month last night. So my book for March was Because of You by Dawn French. And it is the story of two women giving birth in a hospital, in the same hospital, on the same day. I'm not giving any spoilers here by saying this because you literally find this out within, I don't know, the first 20 pages. So one has a baby and one ends up having a stillbirth. And then it follows the lives of these two women from there on in. It's a very good book. I really, really was not expecting the ending. It was very sad, but also very good. And yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I find it really difficult to give decent reviews of novels because I don't really know what else to say without giving away the storyline. Yeah, I I don't know, but it was an easy read. I, I would definitely recommend it. It was, yeah, a good novel. So April's book is going to be Thursday Murder Club. It has been recommended to me by heaps of people and lots of you. So thank you for that. I am looking forward to reading it. Apparently it's very gripping, which I think is what I need after reading a few kind of just like good, easy read novels, do you know? I think I need something more gripping or like heart-wrenching, like someone said. I should read Songs of Achilles if I want something really heart-wrenching. So I think that'll be maybe after Thursday Murder Club. But anyway, yes, so for April, we're reading Thursday Murder Club. And if you want to keep up with my monthly books, make sure to check out my book highlight on Instagram. Yeah, and you can see everything I've been reading, what I've enjoyed, and get some recommendations. Or you can even try and read the same thing at the same time as me, and we can talk about it. Maybe start a book club. I would genuinely love to start a book club, you know, but I'd like to do it when I have more time to read so I can read one, like a book and then also my book club book, but I don't have time to do that at the minute. I'm just about getting through my one book a month. So yeah, maybe in the future, maybe after, once I finish uni, I could consider doing a book club then. Or we could even do a little mini summer one. How would you feel about that? Let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. Okay, so this week's podcast topic... I'm going to talk all about change and just kind of coming to grips with things always changing because I feel like change is sometimes something that I really struggle with. I think a lot of people really struggle with it and kind of like wrapping their head around it and seeing that it's not necessarily always a bad thing. 
Um, and I think just there's always so many things constantly changing in our lives, especially at this age, like coming out of school at the age of 18, you know, everyone going their own way to different unis and then everyone like getting big jobs or some people, you know, go off traveling. Some people have kids, like everyone's at such different points in their lives. And it's so mad to think at one point we were all just like 17 year olds in school with no worries apart from our exams. And and just by default, we would spend every day with our friends and, you know, didn't have to worry about meeting up with people all the time because you were just in people's company all the time. I mean, you didn't, half the time you didn't even have to worry about getting to schools, you know, you'd get lifts or literally just roll out of bed and hop on a bus at the top of your street. And I think like looking back on that and just kind of knowing that like how much things have changed since then, obviously, like obviously we're getting older, (laughs) things have to change. You can't just stay in that life forever. But yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about dealing with that and how although it doesn't always seem like a good thing at the time that that actually sometimes it's really good to be able to see why change is a good thing in your life and why it needs to happen and how we can grow with change and yeah. So for me I definitely find I notice change the most when I go home. Now I know this isn't the same for everyone because lots of people will still have their kind of friend groups back home and you know they go back home and things actually just feel so normal. I think for me because I went to a school that's literally in Belfast city centre I think it's like kind of the same for any other school that's in the city centre as well. What tends to happen is that everyone doesn't want to then go to uni in that city because, well, for obvious reasons, like I would literally be making the same trip to school that I would be to uni every single day. I would be going to the same cafes. I'd be going to the same clubs and bars and everything. And it would be like nothing has changed from, you know, going from school to uni. And I think you kind of do need that change. You do need a bit of separation. I mean, I'm not saying you have to by any means. Lots of people from Belfast schools obviously do stay and go to uni at Ulster or Queen's. I'm not saying you can't do it and and be happy. You definitely can. But I think for a lot of people, it would be just too weird and they need a bit more like separation from the two experiences, if that makes sense. Especially because we were literally going out to clubs in Belfast from when we were like 15 for pre-formals and stuff. So you'd just be going to all the same things. And Belfast isn't like, you know, London or Manchester where there's such a wide range of different clubs for different ages and you would kind of move through the different scenes, if that makes sense. Belfast isn't like that. It's just got a very small handful of places to go to and you would just literally be going to the same places. Whereas like people that didn't go to school in Belfast city centre, say they went outside of Belfast or even like in the country or anything like that, then you're actually getting to see what it's like to be in Belfast. Whereas, you know, if you went to Methody, you were already experiencing that. I felt like I didn't need another three or four years of it. Also, when I was coming back, basically after I did take my years out and then I decided I wanted to, to do fashion marketing, I did actually look at coming back to Belfast. I thought it might be nice maybe to, because I was a bit older, to do it from home and still be able to keep my job in the makeup salon 
and things like that, you know, have a bit more of an income, have I'd have my car still. So yeah, I mean, I've definitely really considered it uh, to the point that I was actually looking at other courses um, that would maybe suit me so that I could stay in Belfast. But then I just came to the conclusion, do you know what? I said to myself, I was not going to go back to uni after dropping out unless I had my heart set on the course and I knew I was going to enjoy it. Like I'm not doing this for the sake of it and I'm not doing it for the sake of getting a degree. I'm doing it because I want to study fashion marketing. So don't cop out, like just go and do fashion marketing wherever you need to do it. So yeah, most of my friend group, pretty much like most people I know, went away. Then obviously from everyone going away, then the people that do stay kind of then form a new little group because obviously they're going to get closer, aren't they? Because they're at home and they're at uni together or they're doing whatever together. Then you come home and it's like everyone's away and then the people that are there, you feel a bit excluded from. Not big, not that's not their fault at all. They have no, there's no need for them to constantly make you feel included when you literally don't live there anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's not on them at all. But yeah, just naturally as a result of that, you end up feeling a bit like, oh my god, like what is going on? All of a sudden, this friend group that you had that you were literally seeing every single day from Monday to Saturday for seven years of your life. Like you're going to school Monday to Friday and then you're probably going out with them on Saturday or doing something with them on Saturday. And all of a sudden now you barely see them and they all have their own friend groups and they all have their own new interests and their new societies that they've joined and all this different stuff. And sometimes you're just a bit like, oh fuck, (laughs) like what's going on here? I thought I was going to keep my little safe haven for anger for the rest of my life not that you should do you know what I mean people outgrow each other and actually there's a lot of people that you end up realizing that actually you probably were just friends with them because you just saw them every day but not because you connect on any sort of level or that you know you really care about one another and one another it was literally just a case of you were in the same group and saw each other every day and that was that I think there's a lot of that when you then leave school and you realise who you actually then maintain friendships with is who is who your people are, I guess, is who you care about and who you want to stay friends with for potentially the rest of your life. And then on top of that, you've got, you know, everyone's getting girlfriends and boyfriends. And it's not like in school when people had relationships and it's very much, you know, a school relationship. Like you just got with each other and nights out and maybe went to the cinema once a week but like you don't have any money to do stuff then do you know what I mean you don't go on proper dates you don't really properly spend time together I mean you do but you also it's also just very much a school relationship do you know what I mean uh that doesn't get in the way of your friends because you're seeing your friends every day as well yeah I think then jumping from that to then everyone having like serious relationships and time that they have to you know dedicate to other people also people just have different priorities you know for some people when they come home from uni all they want to do is go out every night and see their friend for some people all they want to do is sit in and see their family because they haven't seen them in ages like people have different priorities and people have different things that they want to do and that becomes definitely more apparent the older you get and the more you kind of work out what your values are and what your priorities are 
and just what you enjoy I guess it's so difficult as well like I've got good friends in London Liverpool Manchester and in my head I was like oh going to Leeds I'll see these guys so much more because I'm just a train journey away now as opposed to a flight away I was like it'll be so much easier to maintain friendships you know I'm not great at keeping in contact with people on the phone neither I mean just texting is just the worst isn't it like I do not want to keep up with anyone by text I would rather save all the conversation and see you when I see you and have a big catch up and that's that but honestly it is so difficult to balance it all right a a term in uni is what it's only actually ends up being what like 10 weeks or something is it less than that I feel like it's about 10 weeks and when you factor into that maybe one trip home one trip of someone coming to visit you maybe going to see say going to see my sister in London or I don't know going to see my friend in Manchester you can't book every weekend out of going to see people first of all I don't have the money for that because not only are the trains expensive but also then just the whole weekend of being there you're basically like on holiday you're eating every meal out you're going out with them like you do end up spending a lot of money on weekends like that so first of all I don't have the money for it second of all it wouldn't it's it's really uh it throws you off a lot work-wise you come back you're if you're a two-day hangover you struggle to get back in the swing of things on Monday morning and then before you know it it's Friday again and you haven't done any work do you know what I mean and then second of all you also just need to have time at home you know making an effort with the people that you're living with or with new friends in the place you're living you can't just be constantly chipping off to go see other people and I think that's something I kind of not forgot about but like you just think it's going to be a lot more smooth sailing and at the end of the day not everyone has time for all that and people have jobs at the weekend and sometimes it's just nice to have a weekend off also like so this weekend I was I really wanted to go see my friend in Liverpool and I've been talking about it for so long and we just haven't been able to get a weekend for whatever reason this weekend we were both free and then I was like I literally have a deadline next week like I cannot be going to Liverpool and doing this to myself when I've not done enough work all week so yeah there's just all these little things and they just kind of make it harder to maintain friendships but to be fair at the end of the day with the friendships that are going to be long-standing and you are going to have you know for the rest of your life they won't be high maintenance anyway you don't have to constantly text or call or visit them it'll be well it should be very much a mutual understanding that you have your own lives and your own shit going on and whenever you can see each other that's great but yeah it's just sad sometimes you know sometimes you just wish you could just have that time of all being together again or just get like a week's holiday booked everyone back you know it'd be so fun I do just think it will show as well who is like your real friends and because I see my mum for example and her friends that have she's got one of her best friends that lives in Manchester and they're still in contact all the time you know we've become family friends with their daughters and we go over and visit anytime I'm in Manchester like I would tell them I'm there and anytime their girls are in Belfast they would say to us so you know you have to have faith in in stuff like that if 
if it is a true friendship it will obviously last in the same way that my mum and her best friend have lasted so yeah it's a good thing to look up to I feel like I've really gone off topic here have I I'm just talking about changes <laughs> within friend circles but I think I, what I was getting at basically was that it really hits me I think when I go home and I realize that no one's there anymore well not no one like well yeah pretty much I have like three friends at home now <laughs> which is fine like I don't I don't need any more friends than that but yeah it just like really hits me I think when I'm back home and I realize I've got three friends to reach out to to meet up with do you know what I mean also say for example all the people I'm talking about did come back everyone would be on such different wavelengths right now this is the thing about being in your 20s everyone's at completely different points in their lives there's no time frame as to what you should do and when you should do it I mean I know there's this like ideal you know this kind of thing that's set out by society for you to go to uni find a husband get married settle down buy a house have kids by the time you're 30 (laughs) that's kind of like your typical situation I guess but the reality of that is is that's not what everyone wants and everyone is on their own time scale and some of my friends are like me and they're still in uni and some of my friends are qualified doctors and working in hospital how mad is that like (laughs) And then I'm just like living in Leeds, posting shit on Instagram and TikTok all the time. And they're literally out there saving people's lives. Sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah, some people, I don't even know. Some people maybe, I want to say want to have kids, but I don't know if any of my friends do want to have kids right now. But I'm sure for some of you listening, maybe some of your friends are having kids and you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) So yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, even if all those people were back in the same place, it's never going to be the same. Do you know what I mean? You're not on the same wavelength. You're different people as to what you were when you were younger. Things have changed. People have moved on. People have different interests, different hobbies, different lives. And that's just life. And sometimes people are in our lives. I mean, I'd say rarely people are in our lives from start to finish. Some people are are just in it for passingly for a few years or just because you went to school together and that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you can't maintain friendships or you're not good enough for balancing everything. It's literally just life and it just happens and things change and we have to learn to grow with the change and to accept it and to move on and realise that actually this change is good and the change is what we need because our lives are going in different directions and if we stuck with the same people then it couldn't it wouldn't be able to grow like that so I think it's just about accepting the change and recognizing that it's essential for us to develop and for us to realize what we want in life and realize who we want to surround ourselves with because at the end of the day you do get to choose that you know although maybe yeah there's people half the world away that you'd love to be with all the time I don't mean that I mean more in a case of in your day-to-day life there are people that bring you up and make you feel good and are a valuable asset and relationship in your life and there's people that are the opposite and you don't have to be around that if you don't want to you choose who you spend your time with I mean 
apart from if it's like in the workplace or something and you don't get on with your colleagues I don't know sorry if that's the case (laughs) but yeah you literally can have a say in who you're surrounding yourself with and as a result how that makes you feel so if you're listening to this and you think what I'm saying is resonating with you and there's maybe people in your life that are bringing you down they don't make you feel good about yourself maybe you've grown a lot as a person and they're still really stuck in their ways they're maybe a bit bitchy or maybe they're just bringing you down in terms of like their bad habits or something I don't know whatever it is you don't have to go about it in a bad way just remember that you're literally your first priority at all times your happiness your health and everything about you you're like you literally are the main character in your head okay and I know that's the same for everyone everyone's their own main character but you've got to look after your main character you know and if that requires some change and some thought and maybe the change feels like it's going to be difficult and uncomfortable just remember that it's for a reason that you feel this way and that you feel like you need the change and when you come out the other side of it you will grow and you'll be a better person and you'll be thankful for yourself for making the change in the first place. Another change I think we often find it hard to deal with, I know I definitely did, is changes in our bodies. I think just, okay so obviously from the age of, I don't know, let's say 13 to 18 your body changes so much you're going through puberty and all of that but then there's another big change I think from when you're say 18 to 25 again you know you're going from literally being a kid or a teenager sorry to being an adult you're no longer gonna live in a teenager's body and sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves I know I looking back some not now but because I've really had to work on this but I think maybe a couple years ago I would maybe even last year I don't know say two years ago when I was 21 I would look back on photos of when I was like 16 17 and be like oh my god I was so much skinnier back then like look at my look how skinny my face was all these things like look how skinny my arms were like even in bikini photos like oh my god look at my tummy like I wish I had that I'm gonna try and work towards that again and it is the most stupid uh first of all really stupid because you're literally comparing yourself to a child and second of all so unrealistic because you're literally an adult you can't have the body of a child when you're an adult and like you wouldn't do it to yourself so I'm only I would only do it to myself looking back at photos of me but I would never look at another 16 year old and be like oh I wish I had her body because I would know I can't have that body because that girl's literally a child whereas me looking back at my you'd be so hard on yourself and you'd be like I can get back to that no you can't you're literally an adult and your body has changed and evolved so that you can be an adult and so that you can have a baby if you're a woman the quicker you can come to terms with the fact that your body is literally not just for aesthetics what am I trying to say the quicker you can come to terms with the fact that your body is not just for to be pleasing to someone and that it actually is a functioning human body that does things and has all these mad functions yet we get so caught up about what we look like to other people 
and what we looked like when we were a child. (laughs) So yeah, I know changing your body can be really difficult to deal with. You just have to remember, as long as you have your health, that is literally all that matters. And you don't need to absolutely love the shit out of your body. No one's asking you to do that. No one's asking you to post underwear photos on your Instagram and constantly tell everyone about how much you love yourself. But you do need to accept yourself because this is the only body that you get for the rest of your life. And no, you don't have to love it, but you do have to accept the fact that this is the only one you'll get and you do have to look after it and nurture it and be thankful for your health. And once you do get to a place of self-acceptance with your body, then it's so much more easier to feel comfortable. Maybe I'll do another episode on being like comfortable with yourself and body positivity. Not body positivity, sorry, like body acceptance maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that a bit more in the future. But yeah, so change isn't always necessarily a bad thing, you know, like actually a lot of the time it's really good. It's just coming to terms with it mentally. But if you think about it, like if I was still stuck in the same mindset and same opinions and just everything, just stuck in my ways as I was when say I was 15, I'd still be like a self-deprecating, bitchy, moody teenager who argues with my parents constantly, argues with my siblings constantly. Just not a nice person to be around. (laughs) And obviously that's got to change you know that's a that's a very clear good change that I can reflect on and be like fuck I'm glad I'm not the same person I was when I was 15. What's that phrase about change that's really good it's like you know if you don't change what you're putting into a situation or if you don't if you don't change the equation the answer is always going to stay the same and it's the same thing people will constantly repeat the same mistakes or the same habits or self-sabotaging things that they do and then expect a better outcome and whether that's in day-to-day life whether that's in their job whether that's in their relationship it's like you're never gonna get change by always putting in the same thing you know change has a knock-on effect so once you change something about whether it's your actions or your thoughts or say your actions to start reading or your thoughts about yourself then they're going to have a knock-on effect and something else is going to change for example if you change your thoughts about yourself then your mood's going to change of how you feel about yourself So that's definitely in the case of, you know, when we want something to change for the better. But also things do just change that are kind of out of our reach and maybe necessarily we don't want to happen. Like, for example, (laughs) COVID-19. I hate to bring it up again. Yeah, COVID changed a lot. A lot of things from everyone's education to workplaces you know people working from home now it changed our social lives it changed our attitudes it changed the way we exercise it literally changed everything it changed our relationships it changed everything and obviously that was not a global pandemic was not what we wanted was it and maybe some of the changes weren't things that we wanted either but looking back on it now Although we didn't want a global pandemic to happen, 
it may have actually implemented a lot of good changes in our lives. I think reflecting, COVID really got us to all slow down. It got us to value our relationships and our time spent with loved ones because for the first time in our lives we could just spend time at home and have no pressure to do anything else. No pressure to work. Well, I know people were working from home. But no pressure to go out and meet up with people. Now, I know there was the bad side to that as well, where, you know, you needed to get out of the house and your family were driving you insane. And I know there was people that were on the other side of the world and couldn't see their family. And, you know, there's all these different situations. But I think COVID has taught us a lot. I think it's taught us a lot about our work-life balance. People now working from home. I've realised that actually maybe this isn't such a bad thing. I can get more sleep. I can have more of my evening to myself. I don't need to sit for an hour each way in traffic. I don't need to spend, you know, 45 minutes in the morning getting ready. And actually in this way we can live much more fulfilled lives. I think for me as well, COVID really, it's really changed my social battery. I think a lot of other people have maybe found this. I know some people I'm friends with have definitely found this. I do just find myself really drained of energy from talking to people (laughs) a lot quicker than before. And I just, like, if I come home after a day of being out at uni, say, and then come home and make dinner... If someone was to then ask me, did I want to go round theirs or did I want to go out for a pint? The answer is just always no. I never ever want to. I never have it in me to then do something in the evening, which is bad, maybe. Or maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe it's good because I now recognise it and I can just read in bed and I can just accept that I need to go to sleep and retard for the day. And obviously the pandemic, it's not one of those things. I think at the start we all kind of thought things will just go back to normal, you know? Things will just be the way they were. But this had such an impact on our lives for two years that these changes have now kind... I don't want to say that phrase. It's the new normal. (laughs) The amount of times I've heard old people being like, it's the new normal now, isn't it? Literally, fuck off. But... (laughs) No, so obviously it's had more permanent changes. For example, my fucking social battery, which I don't know if it's, if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But yeah, and sometimes we just need to accept it and try and see the positives. Not the positive. Yeah. Yeah, try and see the good sides of it. Instead of being like, oh, fuck's sake, now all my uni or now all my lectures are online, be like, actually, this is a good thing because now I don't need to get up two hours before I need to be there I don't need to then concentrate on not zoning out the whole time and then still zone out and still have to come back and re-watch the lecture anyway and spend double the time on it I can just do it from home you know sometimes you just have to see the, the good things I'm a big believer in the phrase everything happens for a reason however it has its limits. I don't mean everything happens for a reason as in I don't believe you can think that about the likes of the war in Ukraine for example. 
I'm not going to sit here and be like, everything happens for a reason. There's a war happening for a reason. No, there's limits to what I'm saying. I don't mean in terms of like tragedies of stuff like that. I don't mean in terms of people getting horrible illnesses. That shit like that does not happen for a reason. And the world is very cruel and unfair. But I think I can apply it definitely for me more to situations when things don't necessarily go your way or don't go the way you had intended them to or you'd planned out in your head. So I just mean small things like maybe not getting the job you really, really thought you had your heart set on or maybe not getting into any of the unis you'd applied for and only getting into this one through clearing or maybe it's a breakup that you just did not expect. You thought you were going to get married to this boy or girl and it just took you completely by surprise and your life has just done a big 180 and you don't know what the fuck's happened and your head's all over the place. It's more situations like that where I really am a big believer in everything happens for a reason and that's just because I think about... So I look back on all the things that have happened to me. Now I'm 23, okay? Not a huge amount (laughs) has happened to me. But in terms of, you know, the, the things that seem pretty, they seemed like a huge deal at the time. They seemed like my world was fucking crashing around me at the time. Whether it was dropping out of uni or a breakup or... I can't even think off the top of my head but you know just things that when I look back on at the time I really was like oh my god the world is so unfair why me why is nothing easy that type of situation you know and I reflect on it and I just think all of those things have turned out to be either for the better and I've either benefited from it or have maybe not necessarily been for the better but have definitely taught me a huge lesson and have caused me to really grow and learn from that and at the end of the day every single one of those decisions or those failures or those changes or the wins or the things I I did get they've all led me to where I am now and I wouldn't want any of that to have changed do you know I wouldn't want to be in a different situation to where I am now and I'm very thankful for where I am now and what I've done and although yeah some people might be like that's not what I want that's fine because it's not their life it's mine and everyone has their own ideas of what they want to get out of their life and what they want to do and what time scale they're on and I am so happy for all the bad decisions or things I didn't get into or the failures I made because they've literally brought me to where I am today. Not in saying that I'm in the fucking best place in the world and my mental health is (laughs) really stable and I'm doing really well or anything like that. It's more just a case of I wouldn't have experienced all the things that I have. I wouldn't be who I am and have shaped into the person that I am today without all of them. And I think it's so important to appreciate even the bad things that have led you to here. Like, for example, say you're in a relationship with a really shitty person and they don't deserve you, they treat you like shit and you put up with it for so much longer than you should have and looking back on it you're like, for fuck's sake, why did I do that? Why did I let him walk all over me or do whatever it was? 
and you know it was a terrible decision by you you should have got out of it sooner you should have had more respect for yourself you can sit there and think about all these things that you should have done but at the end of the day you cannot go back and change that all you can do is recognize it and learn from it and now in future it's going to teach you to see the red flags in people and to value yourself enough and to know that you won't put up with shit like that again and that in itself is just an amazing thing alone the fact that you know your self-worth now and you know that you'll never put up with that stuff again as long as you can look back on a situation that was that you might regret or you recognize that you could have done differently as long as you now recognize what you'll do moving forward then that's a win and although at the time you maybe thought the world was against you and you know when the relationship ended you might have thought your whole world was falling apart and nothing would ever be the same again you were you'll never be happy ever again you're definitely here now and you're stronger and you're more secure and you are a better person because of it sorry that was not a story by the way of myself that I was literally just giving an example hopefully someone can relate to it I feel like a lot of people can relate to that being in shitty relationships no and just putting up for things that you shouldn't have. I think what I'm trying to get at with this podcast is that everything is constantly changing and nothing ever slows down or waits for you when you're in a rut. So sometimes it feels like it's just very hard and overwhelming to keep up with. To keep up with all this change, to see the good in the change and to grow from the change do you know what I mean and not sit there and think about how things were before they'd changed because life can seem so overwhelming sometimes there's times there's days where I wake up and I feel so on top of everything and I feel like you know this is my time I am thriving I'm smashing it I'm in the best place ever and then there's times I literally wake up and I want to cry at the sight of anything and I want to cry at the thought of doing anything and I want to cry at I don't know literally just the thought of anything I'll think about doing any work I'll think about the fact that I haven't finished my book for the month all these things even things you're supposed to enjoy and you're supposed to find fun and not stressful can still seem overwhelming And it's just because everything is constantly moving and like, I don't know about you, but do you not just think time goes so quickly these days? Like, I swear to God, I blink and it's a week later. It's fucking terrifying, especially when you have deadlines. (laughs) I'm not joking you, this whole term from, well, I mean, I didn't come back to Leeds really until February, but this whole term has felt like it's lasted about three weeks and it's so scary because I remember so clearly sitting in class being like I have so long to do this if I just do a bit by bit throughout the weeks I'll be sweet and here we are weeks away from deadlines and have I done any of it no (laughs) and whose fault is that mine sometimes life is just very overwhelming and all you want is a cuddle from your mum Or maybe a holiday with your mum. That'd be fun. (laughs) I could do a holiday instead of a cuddle. Or maybe both. Anyway, what I'm trying to get across here is that it's very normal to feel overwhelmed by 
the constant change in your life and to sometimes find it hard to recognize the good side of it but just know that there needs to be change for you to grow as a person and to become who you want to be because we don't want to be 14 year old us do we no (laughs) and we're gonna keep continuing throughout our whole lives till the day we die to keep changing and keep evolving and keep growing as people and becoming better people and better friends and better sisters brothers daughters whatever you are while balancing a shit ton of other things that often feels like it's way too much for anyone to handle (laughs) but I know we can all do it it just sometimes feels like we can't just know that you're not alone in feeling like this and it's very normal I feel like it all the time it's not easy to wrap your head around sometimes but we'll get there okay guys I'm gonna wrap it up there hopefully you enjoyed this episode it was just me literally waffling for very long (laughs) but I hope there wasn't too much gibberish and you actually knew what I was getting at Anyway, I hope you're all doing well and I look forward to speaking to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for all your love and support. I love you. Bye.